right, we are recording, not live, but this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with the new shaved headed Triborn and hey. Travis Moore. Uh, another quarantine podcast here on the Zoom, and we got uh, my good friend and Pepperdine coach Marcio Sicoli. How are we doing, coach? I'm doing great. You know, uh, uh, family's good. We're healthy. We're staying home. And uh, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, this podcast has been like a great asset for the community. And, you know, being here is just a pleasure. And uh, hopefully I can uh, give a little contribution for, for both of you, for the community and learn as well. Uh, I think that's a, a two way road here. Yeah, I think uh, there's no doubt that you can contribute to the community. You've been doing it. It's always surprising to me, like how young you are and how much experience you have coaching. Just like because you've been in like coaching the Olympics since 04. And I was like, well, you've got to be at least like, you know, with that experience, like at least 60s. And then I'm like, He's, this guy was like 38 when I met him. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you started in the game early. Yeah. It, it, I mean, again, if, if you look back and then I look back a lot, it's, 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 it's culturally, right? So uh, if you look in Brazil, the development is earlier. So we see like players developing early. So players don't go to college. So you see like young players Right. So, you know, around the world, 18, 19, and they're playing at the right level. And for me, it was the opposite way. Uh, I was really involved with playing. And then in the early age was already like, hey, do you want to play or you want to coach? Uh, and then, I mean, I'm 5'11", so playing was <laughs> an option. Uh, so that, that is culturally. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, fortunate enough to, to get to know people, um, follow my parents' instruction, going to school. Um, you know, because I finished my physical education bachelor degree, I could be one of the, 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 actually I was the first, the youngest coach to do the level two beach volleyball program in Brazil. Really? Uh, you only could do the level two if you finish like your graduation program, your grad, your undergrad. So, uh, and then that's it. And, 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 and I love what I do. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to go anywhere. I love what I do. And, Hopefully I can do two, 20 more years and then I'm done and I'm going to retire <laughs> beachfront. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, well, you've already got the beachfront property, obviously, by your background, right? Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> I, I, got, I just got to turn around and keep looking to that. <laughs> exactly. I got, I got mine too. Right <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, that's awesome that you found that that passion super early. I feel like that would make you one of the rare ones who knew what you wanted to do early on. What was it about coaching that you fell in love with so early, or maybe it was just a sport? Cause you mentioned five eleven. you're like, maybe playing isn't my future. What yeah. made you go like right into coaching? Um, that, that's a great question. You know, in the beginning, I don't want to be a coach. I want to be a pilot. I want to fly planes and, and then stuff like that. Um, Coaching was natural, uh, you know, as, as, as much as I remember, I've been like the captain of my volleyball teams and there was like this moment of instruction and then the, the collaboration with the coaches too. So I was really involved with the coaches or like the messenger, right? So like the middleman with the team and, and coming here and there. And there was like natural, there was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be that coach. Uh, I knew it uh since the beginning that i was a personal person yeah so i wouldn't be talking to computers i wouldn't be talking to machines that that wasn't that i didn't like that i i, I knew that and, and that was one of my 
uh, when I went to my vocational task, they call in Brazil, and I said, I want to be a pilot, and I want to fly planes and this, and then <laughs> the person asked, like, well, you got to call the tower control and then see this and the computers, and I said, no, like, if I know what to do, I will do it. So it's like, that's not how it works. You're going to have to <laughs> Um, anyways, and, and it just was natural, uh, natural, the, that experience. Uh, uh, and then in college, uh, right on my sophomore year, I was playing on a team and I got like a, a internship uh, and with PE in a high school. And, and then that was it. But again, I think that is about that passion to be with people and then um, thrive throughout the other people's success. Because that is what the coaching is. Yeah. You know, it, it's you see, uh, you know, process and you see something really cool happening that is not with you, but is with someone else. Uh, and then when that happens, great. And then you move on for the next one. So, yeah. And you mentioned kind of the different levels of, of coaching and how in Brazil, the developmental process starts earlier where at 18, 19, you know, like you've seen it with, you can see it with Duda, you know, she's the best player, arguably the best player in the world. And she's either still a teenager or only 20. Yeah. What's the, how, how's it differ the developmental process on the beach between Brazil and, and the U S which I think are probably two of the top beach countries in the world with uh, now Canada coming up too, but. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if I can summarize Right uh, uh, on that, and a lot. I mean, again, who am I to give all of them? But here's on top of my head on this conversation. Yeah, is uh, first of all is the culturally, right? You know, when you have a kid that has a potential uh, that is no rules. Yeah. So and and that's the 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 the, the biggest thing in Brazil. You don't have rules towards to form uh, a season and having education and, and all that stuff. We do have that program, but if that is someone that is a talent that you can develop to make a, a way of living, that becomes the second, uh, the, the, the second factor. Uh, and, and, and that's what it is uh, in Brazil. So those, you know, example, do the great potential. Why wait? Let's develop that potential as much as we can. Uh, you know, and, and at least have that person. The other thing that I used to say is just the, the society and the economy, right? So um, you see here that is like this big group of kids and uh, that play sports. They play sports or, or organize the sports because, you know, they already have food. They have their house. They're, they're settled. Uh, so then you have that. In Brazil, you don't. Uh, you don't have. So if you have something that is really special, they want to get it done sooner right. than later, uh, even though that is one or, or two. So it, again, summarizing is, is a culture. That, that is a cultural process on that. That That is the education and, and how to form citizens first than a sports person. Um, and then again, I'm not here arguing that's right or wrong, but it's definitely something related with the culture and, and the economics uh, of the countries. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were one of the first youngest coaches to get to that level too. Um, how many levels are there? Like, I don't really know much about the coaching world. Like what's the process to kind of climb the, the ladder of coaching levels? Yeah. You know, again, I'm 40 now. Uh, you know, when all that start, uh, when I was in Brazil, uh, 
we have two levels only for beach. Okay. We have level one and level two. You only could do level two if you would do level one or if you would have your bachelor in physical education. So those are like the top levels that was uh, offered by the national government body, the NGB, that uh, we here, we have the USAD volleyball. In Brazil, we have CBD. Okay. Um, I do know for a fact that FIVB is trying to implement something like that. Uh, it's just like in a, a bigger you know, scale. I don't know how they're managing that. Uh, for the indoor, they have a level three. Uh, as well but for the beach for now i think we're like on the one and the two this back in brazil okay. uh, internationally we're trying to get organized i think uh, there was a three years ago i was a, a member of the board for the ipvca that is an international beach volleyball coach association that we're trying to formalize some protocols for coaches internationally but for now i think each country uh, has their own uh, coaching program here in the United States. We have the beach cap. Uh, the beach cap, if I'm not wrong, now we have like two levels okay. uh, um, as well. So that's kind of like what the, the, the picture on the coaching for beach. Okay. Did you go to, so you did all your schooling in Brazil first. I'm always interested to hear Brazilian stories of how they came to the U.S. because so many of you have come over. And we're actually lucky to have so many good Brazilian coaches right now. Obviously, I'm with Loyola right now, and he has a crazy story. Um, but you originally, you did all your schooling in Brazil and then came over? Or how was that, what was that transition like for you? Uh, that's a, that's a, a great question. Uh, I think the transition was pretty simple uh, for me. Um, after I'm done with my level two, uh, one of the, 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 my mentors and a great friend, uh, Abel and Leticia, they were the instructors. And right after the course, they invited me to work on their team. And, and that's what led me uh, to be part of like the Athens Games and then be part of like that process. And uh, I was working with them back in, in Brazil. And suddenly, uh, uh, you know, a great player that it's, uh, I put her, you know, uh, top five or two, three, I don't know. She's a great friend to Tachi. Tachi knocked on my door and said, hey, I got invited to go to AVP. Um, I need a coach. Do you want to go with us? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, we just got to go for the whole summer in the United States. I was like, well, first of all, like, why are you choosing me? She was like, well, we had a coach, but uh, he doesn't want to go anymore. Uh, you know English. Well, let's, let's use you. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> we came for two seasons. We were top five in both. Uh, the third season, uh, Tachi came in. Um, I was a coach, and then we played with uh, uh, Kerry Dodd. Uh, at that time, Kerry Bush, Kerry Dodd. And uh, at that point, you know, beach volleyball is that big. It's, it's pretty small. Um, and then we were training with Holly. We were training with all the American teams and Holly made an offer for me and said, hey, do you want to come and be in the United States for the whole year? And I said, how? Like, where are you? <laughs> I have a full-time in Brazil. Uh, I was a PE teacher for the state. So basically, I was a PE teacher on a state that was, a, you know, a, a job for life. Like, uh, it's like a state job. Um, and I said, I, I, I was married at, at my, with my first wife at that time. And I mean, how? Like, 
<laughs> and then she goes like, look, you come, uh, you know, I give you a full-time job at the beach. Uh, and then, and then I said, but it's just in the summer, what I do, you know, the other months. And she goes like, and then I would introduce you for uh, the volleyball, uh, indoor, and then you can make some money out of that. So I said, okay, you know, at that time I was like, I talked to my dad and my dad looked at me and I said, the worst case scenario, you're coming back and then I will be here for you, son. And I was like, well, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, I was coaching the Dutch team actually at that time. And then we, we did a trip to Mexico and uh, Acapulco uh, tournament there. Um, I didn't went through the desert and all that stuff. You know? <laughs> That's not that interesting. Um, we just took a flight and, uh, and I came here and then the rest was, yeah. And that's everything started. And Holly introduced me to Gitter and then Tim Jensen that were working at Pepperdine at that time. So Pepperdine opened a position for the indoor team. I did an interview and here it comes. So 14 years later, um, I'm here, uh, you know, remarried. Like I have uh, two kids, one on the way. My wife is unbelievable. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love this country and got my citizenship a couple uh, months ago. And congrats. Oh, yeah. And really proud of it. And I already registered, registered to vote as well. There so you go. I love it. On that, the politics here. But <laughs> I registered. Um, so uh, and then, uh, yeah, so this is, has been that uh, that, that journey. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear those stories. Did you have to make such a giant leap, like a, a lifestyle change to get out here? And like, I, I obviously talk to Loyola all the time and he's like, considers himself a full on Cali guy nowadays. He's like, I'm barely Brazilian. Cause he came out here and just fully like embraced the culture and was so grateful to kind of, I guess in, in a lot of ways kind of upgrade his, his lifestyle from where he came from. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool to hear. Uh, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in, I'm all in uh, every time, you know, my parents and I have friends there. Uh, but, you know, this country received me. This country gave me the opportunity. And yeah, I, I want to give it back. And my giving back is that coaching the United States is paying taxes, is, you know, moving my car side to side to street cleaning and, you know, <laughs> There's that that's 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 what it is and and, right. and that's what you want to raise your family to with your values and uh, you know, i'm you're totally right try i'm really grateful and thankful for the opportunity and you know i'm staying nobody kicked me out so <laughs> no i think it's great because a lot of people that are born here you kind of take take it for granted you know and a lot of people that uh beach volleyball has given them a lot in their lives don't really realize how much they've gotten. Uh, whereas like people like you guys who have come over have a better sense of that and, and are more willing to be all in, I think. Yeah. And you know what I, I, I tell, and I tell the college kids uh, uh, on that and, you know, and even, you know, the players, the professional level, beach volleyball, that is a glamour for that. You know, uh, and, and that was one of my, my discussions with uh, national government bodies that was like, well, yeah, let's do this and let's offer to travel to Thailand. Let's uh, to travel. to. This is just glamour. You, you know, you're taking people for the traveling. Like it, it's a, it, if you want to create a development program, 
you have to get the right people to not wanting to travel, but wanting to be part of something bigger than themselves. And uh, the, but beach volleyball has that glamour, the traveling, the flexibility, right? So I can have my own coach, I can have my own times, I can do this, and there's all this glamour. Yeah. Sometimes blind people, and 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 they are there maybe for the wrong reasons, or the truth is they get short, you know, on the international level because that is people hung, you know, hungrier, and yeah. people that maybe wants a little bit more. Uh, in that so that that's my personal opinion again I'm not here saying the right or wrong and, and this person or that person but th that's kind of like how I put my values and I, I have some anchor points uh, even for my family and my kids yeah and you just like the names that you mentioned throughout your coaching process to, and it, like there's some of the sports all-time greats and you so you started when you were working with Shelda and Adriana in Brazil, you were, must've been what, like 20 when you got that promotion to working with them before Athens? <laughs> well, that is uh, well, I went to school. That, that's another thing. Again, I follow my parents. Uh, you know, I, I went to college with 17. Okay. So I was done with like a 27, eight, nine, 10, 11, 21, the next year, 22, uh, so that's when I started working on a high level uh, okay. and, and, and again, the, mo the, the biggest part, I think, of my coaching experience, it is the time, of course, that I've been on the four lines, right? And, and then coaching and then and, and talking and hitting a ball or serving a ball or looking. But it's how I had a relationship with my mentors, with Leticia, with Abel. Because you coach a player for what, two hours a day, two and a half, I don't know, maybe like a, a new video session. And let, so that is four hours a day. So that is 20 more. So what do you do on that 20 more? And, 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 and that's sometimes when I think people, when players and coaches can start getting an advantage from others is like, well, that is four hours, but that is already 20 hours. <laughs> 20 hours <laughs> that is sleeping eating or but i had that relationship with them so we had meetings uh, we we didn't have meetings we we were having drinks we're having food and in that type of experience it's priceless you know every webinar every place that you go and you know i you learn more between the lines you know, I finished my, uh, you know, I was here working at Pepperdine and I finished my master's in educational psychology at Pepperdine. So I'm going for my doctor. I just need to stop having kids, but I will. <laughs> um, but it, I learned more between the lines. I learned more with the teachers, kind of like after, before, on the breaks, on a simple email to ask about this and, and, and creating correlations. This, because people get so like narrow focused that they see like, you're not the first one or the last one. You're not like, you know, creating the will. So that is other sports. What's the relation? Have you stopped and watched another kids playing other sports? Like, you know, my son start playing hockey. It's a different world. And then it's a different world that you can start creating correlations, how they develop the kids, how they are, what's, why, 
why the hockey players are tougher is because of the weather, because they train, is how, what is that dynamic? Uh, and again, in the end, you're all humans. This is, a, this is about relationships. This is about relationships. And it's how you develop those relationships that you're going to be able to squeeze the best of your athlete and vice versa. Because that is a two-way road that the athlete can squeeze the best of her coach as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And like how, because especially with college game that I'm sure you're finding out or have found out and you're, you're what, is it seven, eight years on the beach with Pepperdine? And then you were there indoor before then too. But that you, you can't recruit an athlete and force them into your system, but rather like bring an athlete in and just kind of, kind of work with them and what they have. And I feel like it's so much, it's probably different from working with a professional where you only have two, yeah. right? Like, like how do you, as a coach, like how different is it working with like an Olympic caliber team of two and then working with a team of like 18 where your skill sets range from like a court one AVP main draw type player, you know, to someone who might be court three, three years from now. Well, it, first, it's an unbelievable question, Travis. <laughs> probably have been doing that for long. Uh, <laughs> I think the, 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 biggest, the, the, the biggest thing that I try to work with the players and the differences is helping them changing the lenses that they see things, right? Of, of course, I teach them to pass. But the, 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 the difference is on your level, try, and then in the professional level, and in you, Travis, is – your gains are going to be like 2%, 3%. Like it, it's the yeah. gains are going to be so small right there that most of the time, most of the time, you're not going to be able to see it. And you shouldn't because there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> and then you get frustrated. You don't know what's going on. And then that improvement became frustration and then you start losing. So the biggest difference between the professional level and the college is, is exactly that big improvement, this big gap. On the college, it, it gets easier, actually, because the kids can go like 0 to 10 faster because you are with them every day. So that is a controlled environment that is like, uh, you know, maybe they were not, um, not exposed to, to simple things, you know, that will flourish. And then also like, you have the ability to do individualized training as well. So this thing that like, well, have 18, they, they're all doing the same thing. Like you can't do it. Our Karch Karai would never pass the ball. Like his platform is Karch Karai's platform. <laughs> so like, would you tell him to change? Tell him? Probably not. Of course not. So <laughs> I think the biggest difference is, is I just that lenses, right? For the professional level to understand that the 1%, is really big and and then for for the college understand that your leap zero to ten is going to be so fast and so big that you're going to go whoa what's going on here all right now stay there and and, and keep doing it keep doing right. it keep doing it so uh, i one of the things that i tell my players and i you know i can quote carrie uh on that and you know many others but carrie especially because she's still playing is it's the ability to do it every single day, again and again, over and over.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you happen to be listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, we hope you are keeping you uh, slightly entertained during these strange quarantine times during the coronavirus, but we just wanted to uh, put out a message that we hope that you are staying sane, staying fit, staying healthy, and uh, staying safe here over these next couple months. Hopefully that the coronavirus passes soon enough and we're all back to our normal lives, but here is just a, a get well message from Sandcast. And now we move on to our sponsors who keep the show moving on. And uh, we love Wilson. Wilson makes the best ball in the game. They came out with this new brand new, really cool looking ball, the optics, which has spin detection technology. So we can all pass that jump serve, which Lord knows I needed. And to get discounted rates on the balls, which we will all need as we're going to enter uh, preseason again here whenever this lockdown ends. So we all need brand new preseason balls to get us ready for the 2020 beach volleyball season. The discount code is Wilson Sand for discount on all equipment at Wilson Volleyball, which makes the best balls in the game. Big, big thanks to our next sponsor, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, who's a big supporter of the Laguna Beach Open and just the beach volleyball community in general. They help athletes know where to put their prize money from either retirement to 401ks to IRAs. And if you're not a beach volleyball player, they can help you with college savings. They can help you with all the money management you need. They have incredible tools and resources at their website, PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. So hit them up today and learn how to best use your money over the course of the season. That is that ability, and then Carrie's a great example of that. It, it, that separates, you know, the top players. It, it, that ability to go over and over every single day. Do you notice uh, at the pro or college level that players tend to be more or less uh, like open to learning new stuff, or it's harder to get through to one or the other? I can see it going either way. That's why. Um. No, I, I, I didn't. No. I, I think I like at the pro level, a lot of people are like, I'm already here for a reason. Like my skills have gotten me here and, and that kind of can make them be a little closed off. And then at the college level, I feel like when they do make such big gains, they expect to keep making those big gains rather than like what you said, like take a big step and then stay there. They're like, I want to take a big step and then take another big step. But like, really the art of it is, is to see if, how long you can stay there and, and then eventually take that next step, right? Absolutely. Or, or maybe that is not another step. Yeah. You know, maybe that is right. not. Yeah. But it, it is how, again, you can do that over and over because the truth is someone is going to stop doing it. And then that's when you go. Right, right, right. That's when you go. Because if not, that's what the sport is. You know, in the past, I didn't know what Russia is doing. I didn't know what, like, now I can just Google. Everybody's doing it. Everybody knows everything. That is not really that secret sauce, right? Oh, I have like a secret weapon. It's the ball and two. It is the quick set. It is, we know. We, we know. We know how Poland does. We know how the, the small guys play. We know, like, we know. So it is how you're able to, you know, I, I call that, you know, people use that word. I use like integrity, different integrity is not just about morals and values. It's not, but the integrity is a foundation, right? So how can you keep your foundation every single day, be on time every day, be open every day. And, and, and being open for me is, is 
It is bringing information. If you're going to use it or not, you don't know. But the openness, it's not trying things, but like, hey, come over, bring it to me. Let my experience, let my situational figure out if I'm going to use it or not. But not just like, you know, stiff on like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, that is crazy there. Like, oh, come over. Let's discuss this because, again, situations and occasionals, you might use, of course, always never crossing a line of values. Uh, So I I think that is the difference. And to be honest, uh, you know, I haven't seen the difference from the professional level and the college level, uh, you know, at least how, again, I tried to create and maintain my relationships with my peers and, 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 and with all that. But I, I can see that happening too. I, I, I definitely, I, I, that's pretty common out there. It's more based on like the individuals, I guess. Correct. And, 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 and I think is uh, the individuals. And again, it is how you process information, how, how, how you let the information come to you. Mm. If, if you don't, just come to information. My dad would say that. There is no capacity for learning. That is not like a storage unit. You know, you can put it, oh, storage unit is done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, like a infinite like space out there. Uh, and then sometimes you open and you use it, whatever you need. I think that's, that's kind of important. I think that's really if you really create that culture, right? If you create that culture, if your players are in, if they understand, then I think, I think you're going to be just fine. I like that, that mindset or, or that thought process of not having a maxed out like data iCloud in your head. Cause, cause a lot of times when you, when you realize that something works so well for you, you just want to hang on to it. But then a lot of times like when people bring new stuff in, you're like, no, this thing got me here and it's, it's been so good for me. I don't want to let go of it. Like, I mean, I'm, I struggle with that all the time. Because I had to, when I came back uh, after being out for a year, year and a half-ish, I remember just trying to remember all the stuff that worked for me. And it was really hard. And then I was like, do I want to do everything the way I used to do it because it worked? Or do I just want to come in with a complete clean slate and have it just kind of melt in as like, you know, something completely new and just trust that that's going to be even better. And I tried to to, you know, trust that everything was going to be better if I just was stayed really open-minded about it. Um, and it has been, I'm, I'm learning a lot of new stuff. Um, but I still battle with it. Like I'm like, but my blocking's not what it was. And I used to hit this shot better and I used to do this and that. And I'm like, yeah. should I switch back? Should I tell coach I don't want to do it that way? Or, but I think I realized it's just, that's just how it's always going to be. You're always going to be feel like you lose something or, getting better at another thing or, you know, you're constantly going to be bouncing around. So you just got to keep moving forward. And, and I think, uh, I probably don't give myself enough credit for how much I actually have learned and gotten better. You don't really realize the strides you're making over the years. You know, you always think like, Oh, I had that one good game back in 2015. Damn, I was so good back then. But then you don't (laughs) remember all the bad ones, you know? Yeah. And then I think about like my last match, we played Mexico and, and I played bad or whatever. I couldn't set out, we lost. And I keep thinking about that. I'm like, damn it. I freaking used to set out like a champ. <laughs> I'm like, why am I thinking of that one match? 
match. I can only think of my last match. And then when I think back on the past, I think of my best matches. Yeah. So it's funny how the brain works. Well, it's standard athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standard high performance athlete. And, you know, it, it, how you filter those spots and how can you give those spots to someone else too? You know, to your coach and to your staff. Like, hey, I don't want I don't want to think about this. Can you just think for me? Yeah. Uh, there, but you know, I, you said like you're learning. Learning doesn't mean that you're going to use. You're learning. You're right, learning. Yeah. Ah, keep learning. Keep learning. Keep learning. Keep learning. Keep learning. It, it doesn't mean that you're going to be you know A B C. Just learn, and right. then at a certain point you're going to use something. So it'll apply itself. That's kind yeah. of what I learned. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to decide like what kind of player you're going to be or how you're going to be. Just let it all, take it all in and then see what comes out kind of. Yeah, you're going to always have your identity, you know, and that's who you are. And and, and that's you uh, up there. It's how you have your culture of training and how your mindset, that that's going to be you. Uh, but, and again, that's the difference of Brazil, like that specificity, like how are you going to be like this, that, like, I don't know what I'm going to be. I just know that, you know, I play on the right side or on the left side and, and I'm going to go for it. Hold on, you guys. Let me just. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's super busy these days. He's got, um, uh, Back. Almost new... <laughs> <laughs> no. I was just giving try a rundown of, of what's happening in the house. You got uh Max who's just charging around. His son just started walking and he's like, full on running around now and then uh almost a newborn coming in absolutely coming up <laughs> more weeks my yeah. girl is like basically took her first crawling steps yesterday it was pretty wild <laughs> there you go that no that's that's awesome we're 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 great here again i i couldn't do it without my wife she is a rock she's <laughs> i'm i'm just for the ride she's doing it <laughs> I'm sure, Marcia, you mentioned that, uh, you know, a lot about learning from the athlete's perspective. I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself as a coach and as a person this past, I mean, obviously since, you know, 2000, when you started working, you know, coaching at the high level, but really this past year and a half, like your life's been on like hyperspeed with, you know, taking over the head coaching role at Pepperdine after working with Nina Matthews for a while. Um, and then you were coaching with Brooke and Carrie for a little bit. Um, now you were in year two of Pepperdine and, and it gets canceled. Like you've had to deal with a lot of adversity here. I can't keep track of you. <laughs> what did you say, Trey? I can't keep track of you. You're always doing uh, so much. You know, I, I told, the, I, I tells everyone like the past two years has been, we're going to got a break at certain point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we got the fires, we got the shooting. Uh, we, we got this, uh, you know, uh, I used to say, I'm dealing with stress, right? So the, 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 the stress, and then stress can only get you to the right or left. You know, to the right is debilitate your performance, or to the left, you're going to improve your performance. You're going to enhance what you do. It, that's it. Like, if you're in the middle, you're already wrong. If you go to the right, you're debilitating your high performance. You just go left uh, and, and then go with it. Uh, so, uh, I'm again, thankful and grateful for everything that I'm going through. Uh, you know, uh, grateful, thankful for my work, uh, but thankful and grateful for the support system that I have, 
you know, we want to have a family, so we we're moving along with our plans, and and then we go from that. I I could again, I I couldn't be happy where I am uh, and and where we are uh, with all that stuff. Uh, you know, Karen Brooke was awesome. Like we went from five to number two. Uh, you know, we're I mean, I couldn't be happier in everything. Yeah. And I know we, uh, I don't know if Zoom is going to give us a, a time limit or not, but we have about six minutes left on the 40 that we are allotted. I, so got, I, did, a, I got a message saying that we have more time. Oh, really? Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, anyway, I did want to ask just about all your Olympic experience. I mean, your first one was in 2004 with Brazil. You guys won a silver medal. Uh, you were, I don't know if you, did you coach in Beijing? No, no Beijing for me. I was okay. here. Uh, that was uh, uh, we, you guys probably were. I don't know how old are you guys, but uh, uh, that was Holly. Just graduated high school. Tom. So we were trying to qualify Logan Tom and Holly McPeak. Logan okay. coming from the from the indoor, she was a standout at Stanford. Was playing pro, decided to try the beach, and then we didn't qualify it, and then uh, she got back to the indoor as being there. Okay. So no Beijing for me. Okay, so you went silver in Athens, which is unreal, and then uh, skipped out on Beijing. Still worked with a heck of a team, though. And then, and then you win gold in London with uh, Misty and Carrie. And then were you were you coaching Carrie in, in sixteen? Carrie in April. Yes, sir. Okay, so you got you've had you got a medal of every color. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, no, no, just kidding. Uh, really, yeah. Yeah, really thankful and grateful for all that. Crazy. Yeah, what a, I mean, I have never been to the Olympics. But I grew up watching the Olympics. So Summer Olympics are like everything stopped in the Mawarder household to watch the Summer Olympics. Just what kind of an experience is that just compared to, say, like a normal beach volleyball tournament or like a world championships? I think it's probably the closest comparison just in terms of, you know, magnitude of it and length of it. But how is it just coaching a team at the Olympic Games, which is, you know, for better or for worse, what our sport is centered around every four years? It's, um, you know, I could say and then play around it's a lot. That's a blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that it is teaching you to try to prioritize things and then trying to understand that Something is important. Something is not important. And, and, and that is the games right there. So because every four years, right, when it started or whatever it is, everything is important. Everything from the transportation, from the food, from everything is important. It's not. So I think what I've been learning and still learning that process is what is important. What is important that I have to look? What am I looking that is important? Uh, and, and, and that is a consistent, like constantly process, you know, like, uh, you know, on a daily basis. It, it's like looking for what matters. So this is not important. Well, schedule is important. This is important. This one at a time. So what is more important? I think that is, has been teaching me and taught me a lot. Uh, every time is different. Uh, you know, for the, the, the players that you have and also like the, the location and the, the situation, like uh, where the games are, you know, where is in London, where is in, in Brazil, was in, in Tokyo. Uh, so I think it is this mindset of like, OK, what is important? 
that's not everything. Something will be more important than other things. So I think that's still teaching me a lot. Yeah. How do you go about prioritizing like something at the Olympic Games where you're trying to prioritize? I mean, just being there alone is an important thing in your life. Obviously, uh, you know, going to the opening ceremonies, seeing other athletes, it, going for the entire experience is important. What's up, buddy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're saying bye bye for them. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Uh, but, uh, like, how do you, do you plan out before with your teams? Like, okay, what do you think is important and what do you think is not? Like, I could see Carrie and Misty, for example, being like, I don't care about any of that at all. I only care about the medal. Whereas other teams might be like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to prioritize some of this other stuff because it's, it's, I'm here for the experience and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, is that like a meeting that you guys kind of have and agree upon and then go and then kind of attack it once you get there? Yeah, well, I'm going to kind of divide my answer in two. The number one is if you're training an Olympic team, you learn through the process, mm -hmm. right? So you right. learn throughout the qualification process what, what is important right there. What, what is it? Mm -hmm. And also like the coach will establish – what is the non-negotiable, what, what is negotiable and what is not. And one of the things that is not negotiable for me is making sure that the Olympics, the medals, everything is way more important than yourself. You're representing a country. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting a point on the board of the medals for the country. So that is totally different. So I think that is a, 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 a partnership. Uh, absolutely. And then establish what is negotiable or not. Um, if, if I'm only thinking about the medal, if I'm only thinking about my own success, why you're going to not go on the open ceremonies because your legs going to be tired. Like really? Right. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, well, you know, I remember in London, so we were going into the open ceremonies and then we were like waiting and then on that long line and then, you know, going, going, we were not even in the stadium. And then I see uh, Natalie Cook getting off the stadium and then we play them tomorrow. So when I saw her coming to this one, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so relaxed. Like we're going to, we're not even in the stadium. And then finally you see like, well, Australia, letter A, no kidding. You, you, it's on the end. <laughs> Yeah. But like she, she was done. And, and, but like, you know, you find ways. So we got in a stadium that is half of a lap and then we, 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 we went out, we didn't stay for the open ceremony for the whole thing. Yeah. So there is things that you can plan. So again, answering your question, I think is a process Four years, you're going to know. Uh, and then from those four years, what is negotiable and what is not yeah. uh, negotiable? I, I think that is, right there and then for me in my experience making sure that it's something bigger than you is the kicker exactly. that is no negotiable on that huh. i'm sure you got to be extremely flexible as well like when there's that big of a production going on like you could get stuck in traffic or a line or something where you're not planning it uh i you know what i call that is it's life Right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's what I said. Like you have the stress and the stress is the line and the stress is this. It's going to debilitate our performance or going to enhance your performance. That's a mindset out there. Yeah. Like if, 
if that is aligned for treatment, if the transportation got late, if whatever it is, that is a mindset right there that shouldn't debilitate your performance. This is stress. It should enhance your performance. Right. So as soon as you kind of get on that matter, it is good. And I would take, uh, uh, and I took for the games, like a, a whiteboard. I have like a, a little whiteboard and then I plan it, you know, what we're going to do. And that was the non-negotiables, right. period. And then everything else around it, it's, it was negotiable and, and then it's fine. Uh, you know, you want, you want to enjoy the games. You want to have the experience. You want to change the pins. You want to, you want to have that because that stress has to enhance your performance because if it debilitates your performance, it doesn't matter. You're going to lose on a CBVA, AVP or an Olympics the same way because the stress, not the stress is the same, but stress is an outside factor, right? That is influenced you. Uh, well, again, hopefully I answer your question a little bit with that. So I know, I know you got a, looks like a Max who wants to play with you over there. So we won't keep you too much longer. Um, one, one thing that I was uh, curious about is that, I mean, you've worked with the highest level players in the game. I mean, you've worked with Carrie and Misty, April. Uh, I think you worked with Jake and Taylor for a little bit. Um, you worked with Holly and uh, like all the tops in Brazil. Like, what are the common threads that you noticed between those athletes, either the way they approach the game, a mental trick not a trick but like either how they approach it mentally physically the way they train is that what are the commonalities that you see that separate them from you know the guys and gals who are finishing seventh and ninth versus winning gold medals in london uh you know it, great question by the way uh <laughs> and then again hopefully this podcast doesn't uh use by a recipe right because it, it is different you know uh, you know each people and, and each players and how you manage your program and your teams um number one is again the ability to do day in and day out that was extremely you can see the people that they, that is not a chore go to practice that is not a chore to, they just go because that's what they do. We brush our choppers every day, right? That's what you do. And, 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 and when you start having that mindset and that type of approach, hey, you were on. You're on the whole time. So that ability for me, it, it was really impressive. Really impressive. And, and, and I, on the crunch time, that is a feel of, I think I deserve this. And that is a smile on the face like yours right now. And, and then you just go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is no question. That is not what type of player I am or what am I going to do now? Like, come on, I deserve this. Like in a simple, like in, in a simple and genuine way. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is the ability of the player has to trust. Oh, I'm going to say me, but I don't want to say me, but trust the staff or who they're working with to take out of their plate and then trust. It's almost like that game, right? So you blindfold the person. Okay, now you got to find this. And they go right, left, left. Is the ability of them go like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to give to Travis. I'm going to give it to try. And then I know, I know on the bottom of my heart 
that he's going to make the best decision for us, for this country, for what we're doing here. And if it's not there, it is hard because, you know, the athletes start like, you know, I call it like the octopus, right? So like all hands, like (laughs) taking everything. Dude, you got to focus on that mindset and play. And so those are the two things that I, I saw. I, I mean, I got goosebumps on this. I saw it. I was part of it. Uh, you know, grateful and humble for that. And, and that is awesome. Awesome. It is absolutely awesome uh, on the team. Yeah. Well, I know uh, it has been awesome having you on the podcast. Finally been trying to wrangle you for a while. I'm glad we finally got some quarantine time to get an hour with you, but I know that you got a Max is calling you and I know I'm sure your, your wife is wanting some help around the house. We'll let you go. (laughs) I do appreciate that. I appreciate your patience uh, as well with that. Uh, Again, I'm always open, Uh, you know, get together, walk by again, let's uh, learn with each other uh, between the lines. Uh, I think that is important for this community and we keep growing. And then again, uh, you know, we're, Let's get like in a good stage and stay there. When we were there, we want to go somewhere else. Just let's stay consistent a little bit more. I like it. Okay. All right, Marcio. We'll, uh, we'll have a great rest of the day. Appreciate you coming on. I'm sure I'll be walking by your house sometime soon. <laughs> Please come by and then you too try. So uh, get around. And then if you guys go to the Valley Park to Pepper, I will make fun of uh, you guys' skills. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we will. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye bye.